Welcome back, everyone, to episode number 167 of Stream of Thought. And today, we want to start by saying happy birthday to my father. And that brings up a conversation about birthdays, traditions that we experience, and the gifts we receive. Oh my goodness, I tell Victor about one of my favorite gifts, and it kind of devolves into this weird conversation, which is more than entertaining, but something that will enlighten all of you as to the power that birthday celebrations have to offer. Yes, some of those gifts, are they hazardous? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Depends on your perception. So we, we segue into extracurricular activities. I share a few things that I did uh, in my past that uh, borderline, were they safe? Mm, they were fun. And then we talk about fall festivities as the weather is changing and just kind of the different things that I've experienced having grown up in the Midwest. And then now being here on the West Coast in California. So that being said, episode number 167 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. So it's your dad's birthday weekend. It is. He turns, what is it? He turns is it 61 or 62 tomorrow. You don't remember. It's 61 or 62. I mean, bro, I, I, I can barely remember my own age, so. I was telling that to one of my neighbors yesterday. We were sitting down, and I can't remember how the <clears throat> conversation got brought up. But she's like, yeah, I sometimes I have to stop and think how old I am. I forget that I'm 34. I'm like, yeah, I forget that I'm 32. I know. I got I to gotta do the math every once in a while, but luckily I have the chance to, like, repeat it enough that it gets stuck in my mind. All the same, though. The the real uh, mind bender is when you stop and think about your sibling's age. Like, oh, crap, my brother's almost 30, because I think for a moment that I'm still 30. And then my sister stopped doing the math. In my head, she's, like, 22 or 23, but she's... 20 oh fuck she's 26 oh my god yeah uh and my sister is 28 29 now so weird to think of wait was your sister a freshman when we were seniors or no no we missed by one year oh so I, that, f- five okay. five years younger so 27 maybe? oh five years okay yeah so we missed her by a couple yeah i couldn't remember i didn't think she was but i just could not recall so what are the birthday plans what does your dad want? Is he the type of dad that's like, like, does he want to just be left alone? Or does he enjoy festi- – yep, he wants to be left alone. Just don't talk well, to me. Let me play my video games. Let me know when dinner is ready and uh, we, we'll hang out then. No, I, I would disagree with that. Uh, I would say our – we have a family tradition and it, it's one of those things that kind of is embedded I think in all of us where – uh, I think I've mentioned this before that my family, when I was growing up and even through college and even through now, my family doesn't go out to eat anywhere. Like we never go to restaurants. We go to restaurants during birthdays basically is the only time. So it's the opportunity for us to all just get together, have a nice meal, you know, splurge a little bit. But outside of that, you know, going to a restaurant for me is correlated with a birthday experience. So you've got all of the other festivities going on, uh, 
pre- uh, and our family still does presents and stuff like that. Um, presents and um, cake. And my mom, my mom, or my sister love making cakes. So it's all it's always been this thing that's so ingrained in our family. And now with COVID, obviously we're not going to go out to a restaurant. That would be just. <laughs> something that no one wants. So we're we're trying to improvise right now. My dad actually he's going out golfing uh on his birthday with a couple of his friends. So that's his his outing, so to speak. But the rest of us have kind of been trying to figure out a way to sneak in kind of a an alternative restaurant meal. So my sister is making uh brisket for for the the meal as we're recording this today on Saturday, that, yeah, it's going to be probably better than Famous Dave's, which is our go-to restaurant. (laughs) Chicagoland staple, Famous Dave's, spreading across the country. uh, Did it ever cross your mind to do takeout or to get delivery? Yeah, no. we you don't want... Well, and and that's the thing too is that uh, I got I got coupons for Arby's, so I'm like, hey, I can I can bring Arby's. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Arby's! Like I said, we we are a classy bunch here, but yeah, I mean that's it's. But you always will go out to a restaurant on the birthday. Yes, no matter what, someone's birthday, you're always going out. Oh, so for your family, is there somebody who? Whenever it's their birthday, you guys go to this. Do you guys go to the same restaurant for every birthday, or do particular people in the family enjoy particular restaurants? Or what does it look like when birthdays come around? There are trends. There actually are trends. Me, I do lean on Famous Dave's. I know my father also fan of Famous Dave's. We do that quite a bit. Um, my brother is a fan of. I don't know if you've heard of the restaurant Weber Weber Grill. I do, because that was where you were before the uh, camping fiasco of 2009. Exactly. So that's that tends to be my brother's go-to. Man, my sister my sister likes to switch things up. So it, it there's no consistent thing for her. Uh, and my mom, she'll just do whatever, too. She'll, she'll go to whatever kind of restaurant suits her mood in the moment. But, yeah. Whose birthday was it when I saw you guys at Reserve 22? When I was working there. Oh, gosh. Do you remember that? You guys were sitting in the corner table. I don't remember if I was your waiter or not, but I remember seeing you guys there. You weren't. You, you, you stopped off at the table. I'm trying to think whose birthday that was. I think that might have been my mom's. I think that she might oh, really? have chosen okay. to go there because of, um, like, there was a, a a fundraiser or some sort of charity thing that she wanted yeah, to... Yeah, there's always stuff going on there. So I, yeah. that would probably be the most likely okay. person. But yeah, I can't, I can't quite remember. Got it. But yeah, yeah. So, so that, that's, our, that's our family outings uh, since childhood that we never went to restaurants. We never went to fast food places. We never did any of that except for when it was birthdays. I remember there was one birthday where I think it was myself or my brother or whatever. We, we insisted on going to White Castle. <laughs> so oh that gosh. was our that was our birthday meal. We we got I think two crave cases, uh, a, a cheese crave case and a regular crave case. And what did your What did your dad think of that? It, was he a fan it, in the moment or twenty four hours later? <laughs> Let's go with in the moment. In the moment, hey, we all suck it up for our family members, even if it's not a yeah. place that we want to go. It's uh, it's fine. It's an opportunity for us to just. Uh, 
you know? Because the day Do isn't about them. It's about the per- person whose birthday it is. Precisely. That is that is the way that our family <laughs> operates. We we love each other and we will put up with our shit. What is the uh what are some memorable birthday gifts that you recall that you received growing up? Or even like through high school or college? Oh man, we're getting nostalgic on this episode. You're you're just you're just pulling out all of these things. Uh gosh. I you know, birthday birthday presents, um it is amazing that members of my family and i don't know if you're like this too in your own personal experience where earlier on this isn't the case so much anymore now we just ask each other oh what's on your wish list or something like that what's something that you don't want to spend but before it used to be kind of this investigative thing and i would get gifts that were just so um like peripheral i just made an offhand comment like oh it'd be really nice to have this that or the other thing and then my sister especially, but my mom too, would also write down that and keep that for when the birthday came around. Get it. Uh, this wasn't a birthday present, but it was probably the last time I think that I cried over a present was I was probably about 11 years old, 12 years old. And my parents, it was during Christmas, my parents ended up getting me a bow and arrow set. And it was something oh, I had wanted nice. so badly. Hell yeah. You know, my dad had been teaching me how to use the composite bow. I was still developing muscles, so it was, like, super hard to do. But they ended up getting this, like, the, the ver- uh, like a very rudimentary uh, uh, bow and arrow set. And so my dad and I and my brother, we both got one. So we'd go out and just practice uh, during the winter, during the spring, during the summer. I became very proficient in a bow and arrow, and it was in that moment. Really? I was, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not a bad shot, man. I can, I can hold my own. I can hit the target. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was probably the last time where I just, I, I was just so floored that first of all, I mean, my mom is super anti, like anti gun, anti violence, anti all that. So the idea that my father was able to convince her to get the bow and arrow, it just brought tears to my eyes, and I didn't obviously neurologically comprehend what was going on in that moment but afterwards uh it's like so wow. how old were you when you got this i you know i i want to say around 12 i was i was nearing oh, that's right. the, you said the, that. the teenage years i want to say uh so so safe and stuff like that my dad had been teaching my brother and i about archery for i think close to a year and a half at that point in time but yeah that was uh a gift to See, remember. I messed around with um, when I was working at the at the Boy Scout camp a, a few years ago, like seven years ago, seven and a half years ago. We were screwing around with the uh, at the archery range, and I just couldn't. I didn't. I don't get it. I don't understand why I couldn't. You know, you aim for the bullseye, and it goes clearly off target. Or when I would let go. But then you see the arrow going down the path, but then it's like it goes down kind of sideways. It kind of wiggles while it's going down instead of like just going in a straight linear path. And I don't know. I've, I mean, because I've shot a bow and arrow maybe three or four times in my entire life. Oh, really? Oh, okay. So you haven't, you haven't had to do that. Um, Oh, okay. So 
first of all, just a quick a quick little thing. This is probably why a lot of people make the mistake. So you've got the bow shaft, right? And you're pulling back the mm-hmm. string. A lot of people like to clench their fist around that and hold it tight. In reality, you need to have an open hand so that it's just resting on there so that the extra wiggle that your fingers are going to do don't interfere with the bow. You aim down your line of sight and you're holding it kind of like that and it's just resting. It's resting. And so when you release it, it's releasing from the back of your your ear. It's in theory should go straight. Um, but... Yeah, dude. My my dad was a prolific archer. My mom and dad both love to tell the story of back when they were engaged or just married. I think they had just been married. And my dad went off on a hunting trip, ended up bringing back a full deer carcass. There was no place to store that amount of meat. Oh, my goodness. And he killed it with a bow and arrow. Not, not a gun. Guns are for, for wusses when it comes to if you're going to go animal hunting, I mean... Bro, like, go with nature. Use a bow and arrow. Oh, bow Use, and arrow. Be a, be a man. And my dad was, I mean, he, there was <laughs> the other fun story of the bow and arrow thing is that we had a, oh, what is it? Um, a groundhog, I think. We had a, a groundhog infiltrating our yard in Glen Ellen. And this is, I think, before we were born. So it was like, or right when, like, I was one years old. So they had just moved to the, the house. And there was a groundhog just destroying the yard. And so one day my dad took the bow and arrow out, saw the groundhog pop up, shot it. Damn. Shot the arrow, but then the groundhog just stayed there. And, like, he wasn't moving. It was just that – and my dad was like, I thought that was a pretty good shot. Like, and the arrow probably would have scared him back. He ended up walking up to it. He had penetrated through the groundhog. And so the groundhog was like a a muppet just – hanging there at no that point. way and that was from probably that. a good he... 60 feet a 60 foot difference of being able but he to... couldn't oh yeah he couldn't he couldn't, he couldn't see, what, see yeah, where yeah where the arrow ended up going it just looked from the distance like he just didn't he was just ignoring the arrow that was flying at him but in fact it had actually penetrated him and he was just wow <laughs> so yeah i it's uh yeah uh, one, one of those so, traits. let me ask you this. The arrows that you received for your gift when uh, your dad bought them for you and your brother, were those real arrows or were those blunt-tipped arrows? They were blunt-tipped arrows. They, like, obviously not hunting arrows. We did have, like, a marker and stuff set up that we could test hunting arrows and stuff like that. Hunting scare, hunting arrows with those. It's the four pronged like razor blades, basically. Yeah, those are fucking scary. They're the one. There's others too where it's an arrow like where it when it penetrates um, flesh, then it will also it'll have like a couple little arrows spring out to cut any. Oh, to uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, like some real yeah. fucking like fucked up. That's uh, that's like a, hollow point bullets. Exactly. You know what I'm exa- well, yeah. Where and the reason why it springs out is so you can't remove it. You can't pull it out without tearing out your insides. So that's just cruel. Um, that's not something that I I think my dad ever used or that any of us would condone. Who are good archers? I mean, you don't. That's just cruel. It's just cruel when you do that stuff. Dude, I want to know who who was the guy that created the first bow and arrow. Fucking caveman, man. 
I mean, it's it's one of the most basic human instruments. Oh, I know, but in order to like it, but in order to it for it to be as efficient as it is, how many models do you think they came up with before they finally found it? Because I mean, how what exactly is going through your mind to create this thing? Because I don't it I imagine you know a Ferrari didn't become a Ferrari right out of the factory. You know, you go it it evolves. The cars what we have now evolved from what they were. So what were they, even though they were been around for thousands of years? Where some guys just attach, you know at were people fucking around with like animal intestines or whatever and then fucking around with a a, a stick and then they realized that they could launch things. You know, where was there a group of guys screwing around, fraternity-like guys? They created these elementary bow and arrow things, and they would just launch sticks and rocks, and then over over time, it became what it is. You know, I, I will say the benefit of the human condition is that we are innovative. We always want to make things better. So I guarantee you that it was that slow progress of, oh, this didn't work as great. Let me try something a little bit new, even if they didn't have kind of the intellectual processes of the early Neanderthals or early mammals or whatever, that it just, over time, you you realize what works more effectively, evolution in, in the human condition, you know, same as uh, animal evolution over time. So... Um, I will say, by the way, last story about the bow and arrow thing, and this is a thing that, because you brought it up, <laughs> when my brother and I got the bow and arrow, we, uh, are, there was, uh, still the empty lot next to our house, and we thought it would be, it would be fun to see how far we could shoot the bow and arrow across the, the lot. Yeah, we almost hit somebody. And so we had, I forget if it was a parent or a dog walker or something so like what, that. they got taken away like a month after you got them? over to the house oh, and shit. say, we, uh, there, was a bow, there was an arrow that landed like within five feet of us or something like that. Which, obviously, we weren't trying to do that. But uh, I, oh, I don't think we really got in trouble for that. I can't remember exactly. But that was one of those moments where it's like, yeah, if we had accidentally hit that person or their pet, like, <laughs> probably would have been the end of that. <laughs> At least they were blunt-tipped arrows. Uh, there's a scene in, what's the movie? I can't remember. It came out in 2010. It's with Adam Sandler and Chris Rock. David Spade. Oh, I uh, would not know an Adam Sandler. I don't fucking care okay. about anyway, Adam Sandler. There's a scene where they take the bow and arrow. Like, they're at the they're at this place where they that they used to go when they were kids and now they're adults and they're they're there with their families. And they uh take a bow and arrow and they one guy stands there and he shoots it straight up in the air. And then they're all standing there, standing there, standing there. Oh, and that then they, was that was that run. was grown ups. I know that. I know is that. that clip. What it is? It, it's grown ups. Yeah. Yeah. So then we did that at the camp that I was at. God. And I I launch an arrow in the air, and I see it the whole time. I'm looking up at my ceiling as if I'm there in Colorado right now. But I did that. It was really cool. I have a video. I'll send it to you. I. I shot it in the air, and then the thing comes down, and it lands probably, like, three feet away from me. 
But it was sweet. Dude, that is so fucking dangerous. I mean, like, just as, as somebody who was raised with a, with a hunter father, safety was always number one priority. So, like... I understand that, but I had my eye on it the entire time. Were you going to knock it out of the air if it was going to hit, <laughs> hit no, someone gonna, else? No, I was just going to, you know, step to the left or right. And no one else was around you? That's what I was going to... But other people... Well, I'm not going to try and... Okay. I'm that's just hey, gonna, I'm not going to say you anything know, because that's just me you, just you, digging myself into you, a deeper you, hole. You do you. Yeah. Been there, done that, yeah. learned my lesson. Nobody got hurt. I get it. I get it. Mailbox, whatever. mailbox, you baseball, could have shooting arrows. hurt someone, yeah. but I didn't. So whatever. All right. Cool, man. Good for you. But you ever throw um? You ever throw an uh, axe or a knife? No, I have never actually done that before. I've never done a, a throwing axe, and I've never done a throwing knife either. Um, it's fun. Is it? It's fun. I mean, it is when it hits the because the target that they use is just like a, a tree stump on its side, right? And so you're throwing it, and it's like this kind of sucks because sometimes it'll hit the uh, hit the butt of the axe will hit it, and it doesn't stick. When it sticks, regardless of whether it's on target or not, when it sticks, that's like oh hell yeah, this is sweet. But I've done that a, a couple of times, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> See, for me, for me, it was the uh, the machete. I didn't throw the machete, but I, it was still fun just hacking things down, knowing what a machete had the ability to do. It was normally... Dude, I'm going to go ahead and guess that your brother currently or did own one at one time without your parents knowing. A machete? Yeah. No, it's just guns these days. Um, I can't. I can't think of. He seems like the kind of. Remember that scene in? Uh, there's a scene in the office where Dwight is surrendering all of his uh, weapons, and he's got like axe, nunchucks. Oh yes, stars, I, I saw. Knives. I saw a clip of that. I didn't see the episode. I but feel I know like your brother reference. would have a collection of those things just to have them. So he does actually have. Uh, he probably has about a dozen knives. He's got a, a handful, like two or three of the the brass knuckles. Um, he's got countless number of guns. He's got, um, I think he actually does have a blowtorch too. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what other weapon you could think of, but he probably has it uh, somewhere. So yeah, nunchucks. I don't know if he has. N- I mean. It would be hard for him to use it, so it, it, it's kind of a practical, impractical instrument. So I don't think that there's a reason for him to have nunchucks. He wants things that do the most damage in the quickest, and you have to learn nunchucks like you would have to learn shooting a bow and arrow. Right. I mean, you also have to learn how to shoot a gun, so... <laughs> Does he do that? Does he go to a firing range? Or, All the time. Or just go to yeah. the woods behind Ackerman Park? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Modified paintball experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's do something different. No, he, he actually does go to ranges with a couple of his friends and stuff like that. So he's, he's very proficient. And one of the most irritating things of our conversations that it kind of devolves into every once in a while is him talking to me about what he would do if there was an insurrection and if people were trying to... Um, uh, attack our house or siege our house or something like that. He's got a fucking game plan down to the T. He knows exactly where he's going to go first. He knows where to get all of his backup ammo and equipment and stuff like that. 
He's got everything down. Like, he plans this. It's like, how much time and energy does it take to actually come up with these ideas? It's fucking uh, both disturbing but also impressive because I would (laughs) – I mean, I feel safe. I'm like, no one's going to fuck with our family because – not only do we have, um, like, the BB guns and stuff like that, which are out in plain sight and kind of look like actual guns, but my brother also has his resources as well. Like, there's no one who's going to fuck with our family, really, when it comes down to it. I don't know. Oh, my goodness, Robert. Hey, you know, That's... <laughs> safety, right? Second Amendment. Yeah. Do, do that shit. What was I going to mention? Oh, the first time, have you ever shot a shotgun? No, no, you no, no, I've never shot a shotgun. Dude, no. the first time I shot a shotgun, I was maybe 12. 12? Like the coolest thing I've, I've ever done. Yeah, at Boy Scout camp. Oh. Yeah, I was probably 11 or 12 the first time I shot a gun. They had you shoot a shotgun at Boy Scout camp? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they got a merit badge. I, I didn't get the merit badge for it, but yeah, they've got merit badges for like everything. Wow. I, I, okay, wow. I'm, my mind is kind of like trying to process that information. Shooting guns at the range is fun, dude. I've never, it's yeah, like, I've never gone really... to a gun range. But have you ever shot a gun before? Yes. Uh, well, I was in Texas at, uh, oh, okay. Bledsoe's Ranch. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So how long ago was that? Uh, 2012. So eight years ago. It's been a while. I, and I couldn't hit a target either. I, I I tried. I think I had a whole clip and wasn't able to get wasn't able to get a can about thirty feet away or something like that. Just kept missing. I mean, I don't expect that if you've never shot a gun. If you don't, if you're not proficient to shoot that far away. Well, and you know me too. But the last time I think I shot guns was actually probably on the same time frame. Uh, it was during. Oh, actually, it was a couple of years after that. I think it was 2015. Right for one of my friends. Uh, his bachelor party, like during the weekend, we went to another friend's house and shot guns. Yeah, dude, I haven't. Sh- I regularly shot guns when I was living in Indiana. Really? Was it like an in- yeah. Indiana thing, or just the people you were around? Oh wait, I shot guns at. at- yeah, uh, it. I mean, semi regularly. My buddy Micah, we took a shotgun, and I'm like, I asked him, "Oh, how long have you had? The- or when did you get this gun?" Or something. He's like, "Oh, I got it for my birthday." I got it for my eighth birthday. He got a shotgun when he was eight years old. God, good old God bless Indiana. America. God bless America. Indiana. Yeah, yeah, dude. And we would uh, Midwestern. We would just go out by this cornfield and just shoot guns. And then we'd play. We'd come up with different games to play. Where like we'd throw the pigeon, the clay pigeon, in the air. So you you'd put it in the trap, and then it sh- it would fire in the air, and you shoot it. Then what we would do is, I can't remember what the, what it was called, but we'd have someone on the side toss up like five or ten clay pigeons, and you just and you just just try and shoot them all before they hit the ground. How old were you at this time? Uh, like twenty three. Bro, I I don't know that would that would freak me the fuck out if I had to like shoot reload <laughs> shoot reload shoot reload. Well if well if that was freaking you out. <laughs> Then I'll just go ahead and mention we were also just drinking beers at the same time. <laughs> wow. Just drinking some Miller Lite and a hot oh, Indiana so summer day. You're drinking, you're drinking piss water. That's fine, dude. Like, it, as long as you're not doing, like, a Jack and Coke or something like that, 
I mean, we Miller, drinks, M- Miller I drink Light. several. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get You you drink drunk, several? Right? Oh, <laughs> I drink probably five or six. Why? Why I don't like I don't get that. I don't understand. Maybe you can explain to me. I mean, even at that age, granted, I was terrified of guns, but man. Now, here's the thing, though, too, that you need to understand. On. Obviously, that's not that's n- not a... Reflection of who you are right now. Yes, I understand that. that. The, yes. Exactly. But also, it's... I mean, mixing alcohol with anything definitely <laughs> increases uh, the hazard level. No shit. But it's just a different culture and different parts of the country that it can't be translated. Like, if you tell yeah. someone where we're from, like, if you give a child a gun in DuPage County for their eighth birthday, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Right? Like, neighbors are going to freak out. They're going to call the police. They're going to do all this dumb shit. But in reality, like, you do that, you know, in Indiana and whatever. There was one kid that I knew uh, at this Boy Scout camp. His father bought him a gun before he was even born. And he had like a little baby gun to shoot when he was 2 or 3 years old. Like not like like a toy gun, right? Not an actual gun. No, a real gun. What the fuck? It's just a different culture. So, it's just a different thing. People are more comfortable with guns than around certain parts of the country than they are in DuPage County. Right. And and now that you're mentioning that actually and you lived in Indiana during like pretty formative um part of your life that i'm thinking about i didn't spend too much time in the south but it was like i don't know i mean it was having a gun was like having a penis i mean (laughs) if you're a guy you obviously have a gun and it it kind of felt like that even if you you know didn't use it or whatever it was just a a sign that you were you were a man of the south if you had a gun and even women too and it it was uh just kind of um jarring as even in like des moines iowa i mean that was not something that really was too present but i was in the city i was in des moines um so there wasn't going to be those guns, but I don't know. Indiana Purdue is is I, I've been I was at Purdue uh, once. It's kind of a rural area. It's it. There's a lot of farmland. There's a lot of open space. A lot of uh, individuals who kind there's of there's a whole lot of nothing. A whole there lot is of absolutely nothing. Yeah, nothing. Totally except for that campus. <sighs> so I wonder is it is it, is it guns for more just a like a pastime or for a particular purpose aside from culture like it's just it's just i mean i didn't i didn't i was only there for college and then like a, a year or two after so i didn't grow up in indiana no so but I you knew really you had friends that, you had friends who were indiana natives it's just it's it's just one of those things like yeah you just it's just you own a gun like you own a car it's a necessity you just have it mm. I mean, yeah, that you know, that is so that it's there's yeah. no do we get one? Do we not like you just get it? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I totally get that. I and I, I appreciate that, too. I mean, I've had plenty of friends who are gun enthusiasts and like even Bledsoe back in Texas. He's a pacifist. He's a super progressive Christian and still owns, I think, what, 
three or four guns. Um, not that he wants to use them for any bad purposes. It's just it's there for either hunting or for um, just rec- leisure. Re- yeah, leisure, recreation. Yeah, yeah. I definitely wanted. I I I I fucking love guns. I, uh, They're so much fun to shoot. You love guns, really? <laughs> yeah. They're fun to shoot. I will confess that I did ask my brother, and I I do, if I'm able to have the opportunity after COVID, like, quarantine stuff ends, um, I have asked my brother a couple of times uh, if he would take me to a gun range and show me how to just shoot a gun properly. I have no desire to to do that on a, a regular basis. But I'm like, that is kind of a valuable skill to have. Um, just, you know, in your pocket. Never going to be needed. Anything like that. But it would make me a little less scared of holding a gun. Holding a potentially deadly weapon. Um, just to know how to use it. And know how to aim. And know how to do all these different things properly. So, But if you want to pursue that, make sure you go to the range every so often with your brother. Because if you don't use it, you lose it. Is it? Is it that way? Really? That's with that's with anything. Right, if you don't right. practice it on a somewhat regular who knows? Let's say you go to the range with your brother and you're there for a couple hours and by the end of it you're like, Yeah, I feel very comfortable holding this. This is great. And then you don't pick up a gun for ten years, five years. How comfortable are you gonna be picking it up? How much of it though is like riding a bicycle versus learning how to respeak a different language? Because it's, it's That's what I was gonna say. Different, different strokes for different folks. Different. Like I personally have not picked up a gun in a in a long time and probably at least five years but i feel very comfortable picking one up and knowing exactly what to do with it as opposed to i don't know something else that maybe someone else would feel super comfortable with it just it's like i said different strokes for different folks wow well this has been a very violent episode so far guns 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 yeah, they're fun. <laughs> so what else? What, know, what else like you got, it. man? Well, can we can we can we uh, rotate a little bit? Do it. So I, uh, I uh, where do I start? Uh, I'm going to the beach this week with my neighbors, and we're gonna uh, rent roller skates because we were. I was watching a music video and there were people that were roller skating like oh that looks kind of fun and then like randomly i saw on instagram people roller skating to like disco music i'm like this looks fucking awesome and so we're gonna go to venice uh on uh friday and roller skate and i'm gonna roller skate and listen to disco music and i've been looking up some moves online (laughs) are you kidding so first of all can i just say like as a as a preface Roller skating on Venice Beach is something that I knew. As somebody from the Midwest who's been to California like once or twice, the Venice Beach and roller skaters are synonymous. That's That just yes. fuses together. Wh- like what – I mean what, you, you used to roller skate, right? You, I mean I know you skateboarded, but did you roller skate? Uh, I mean I did that type of stuff in middle school, like skateboard, and I had roller blades. I didn't have skates. Like I'm talking about the old school skates with four wheels and the little rubber stopper on the toe. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. 
So not roller blades, roller skates. Yes, yes. Sorry, roller skates. Yeah, right. But so, what's the last time that you have been on wheels on your feet? <laughs> like, uh, dude, I don't know. So you just gonna that wing might it? Be... Or is it? Are you winging? Yeah, you... hell yeah. I mean, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> so, but, so, so the best I mean, place. With... Okay. With any for me, with anything, I can pick something up fairly easily. You know, uh, it. I feel right. competent and not falling on my ass. Right. Well, if I do, whatever, get back up. Did Did you ice skate when you were in Chicago at all? I have ice skated. I did not ice skate living in Chicago. Chicago, but I've ice skated. Oh my gosh! So I have ice skated on Lake Ellen. What? And I my yeah, oh. I've ice skated on Lake Ellen. And my sister took ice skating lessons when she was a kid. And like every every Monday or something, they would have family night where the family can just ice skate for free. I think. And so I did. I mean, this is like uh, twenty years ago, maybe. Um, I remember one time I was in the corner just hacking my heel into the ice just like chipping away ice but anyway dude in i it had to been college i think it was like 2008 or 2009 i go to lake ellen with jeff because he's like hey do you want, we should go ice skating because you know jeff he's always being active outside type of guy and so i'm like all right let's go so we go ice skating dude i didn't i didn't realize it was five degrees outside it was so freaking cold it i was skating for 10 minutes i'm like i'm done dude like let's get out of here let's go home like and i we were there for maybe can't remember how long 30 or 40 minutes but dude i like couldn't feel my toes couldn't feel my fingers it sucked (laughs) it was fun for about five minutes and then it sucked i feel like yeah that's that's been i'm gosh so ice skating i think i've done ice skating maybe twice in my entire life and both times i ended up on my ass but uh i do remember those experiences being extraordinarily cold it's like this is just not fun not only the fact that i'm falling down every three seconds but also the fact that the temperature is enough to like you know freeze off your nose if you're if you're out there long enough so yeah I did it in college. We did like a, we had a social with another, we, my fraternity and another sorority. We went ice skating because there was a place in West Lafayette where you could ice skate. So I did that. And the time is coming up for you to visit us in the midst of fall. Just a, a couple of days away that you're going to be here. Uh, oh, shit. 11 days. It's, it's going to be a very short time. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, first of all, I hope that we're able to do this in the studio. I have no idea how it's going to work because we've been doing it through this like remote thing. It's going to be so weird. I, it's going to be so weird. And, dude, I have a feeling you are going to come at the perfect time. I think that you are going to. That was my intention. It... I was almost going to come uh, this upcoming week. I was like, no, I'm going to wait one more week. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, just looking outside, we are we are at the precipice where leaves are starting to turn. It's it's like a fifteen percent uh, turn rate, 
And so when they turn, they go fast. They turn. They turn fast. So I think by the time you get here, it's going to be in full fall like glory. You're because we've got warm weather coming up too. It's not going to be like shriveling all the leaves and like making it accelerate. Right. It looks like it's going to be a, a slow burn for the next two weeks or so that you get a chance it's to. It's like uh, how would you? What we need the Midwest needs a word that is. Uh, the antonym for blooming because mm. the leaves they're just dying yeah all these leaves are dying and they change colors but it's it's like the inverse of a, of a bloom it's not in the spring it's in the fall but it looks beautiful oh my god i mean and and as and like you said too people who you know who were born and raised on the west coast who have never experienced a really good fall. Bro, fall is one of the most beautiful experiences ever. I feel like, I mean, transformational is probably the only thing that I can think of where it just everything comes becomes vibrant and colorful and there's that crisp, like, chill in the air. Everything about it, it just, it harkens me back to why I love the Midwest so much, but... Best season of the year, hands down. Yeah. For sure. I know. Yeah, people, uh, it's funny because out here, it's like, oh, it's getting, it's starting to get cold. And it is cold. 75 being, degrees? Yeah. Fuck you. 75 degrees. Oh <laughs> and in the morning, it's like a couple times it's been 65, 70. It's like, ooh, it's a little bit of an unexpected chill. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't remember what I was doing last year. I don't know where I was. Set some appointment or doing something, and I somehow I mentioned I'm from the Midwest and fall weather, and they're like, "Oh, you should drive down whatever Third Street or Sixth Street or something." A lot of the leaves are changing colors and or falling or whatever. So I drive down there, and I'm laughing and I'm laughing because I'm like, "This ain't shit." I get what you're saying. This isn't it. You know, that's like. People, you know, when you were saying how uh, in Alabama, when people freaked out that it snowed two inches and they say they've experienced winter. No, you haven't. That's not winter. That's nothing. (laughs) Yeah. And when when you first experience this and I love also when I have people from the Midwest come to visit me during fall where – when you have that like gust of wind blowing through the trees and suddenly there's a tornado of leaves that just go up into the air and cloud the entire you know your entire vision it's like i know what just happened right there but it's so beautiful like the the constellation of colors and the the way that they fly out in there is just it, it is uh, like you can't you can't duplicate that it it's such a unique component And then every once in a while, I remember seeing this where I'm just like – because I would sit in my front yard a lot, just sit there and hang out. And every once in a while, you see these leaves on the trees and sometimes there would be like a very subtle wind. Other times, I felt like there was no wind at all. But then all of a sudden, you see like 30% of the leaves on the tree just fall down. It's like, where did that come from? There was no gust of wind. There was a – mild sensation of air passing through i wouldn't even call it wind and other times just dead air nothing yet all of a sudden you just see leaves falling for a few seconds and several 
leaves fall. You record that. That is a work of art. That becomes like an art constellation. It, it's it's the coolest thing. It's the coolest thing that I feel like a lot of people don't really appreciate because of the the geography. Totally, dude. I got to uh, I got to send you this photo that I took when I was at the park district, and uh, we were at this park, and for some reason, it's it's fall, but for some reason there was only one tree that was orange. All the other trees were green. And it was like the craziest thing to see this one tree orange and all of them green. And then the next week, uh, they all, you know, had completely changed. But it was, I saw that, I was like, oh, it's coming. Fall is just around the corner. <laughs> it's here. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Are you going to be, uh, do you guys do anything growing up like, uh, any traditions for fall oh, other than Halloween, bro? But no. Yeah. I mean, one of, one of my, it, it's not a tradition or whatever. Like we, obviously we did uh pumpkin, pumpkin carving. Do, does, uh, right. does the West coast do pumpkin carving? Do they put pumpkins out during the, I don't know. We're selling pumpkins at the store, but the weird thing for me is like, it's interesting because I see things like Christmas decorations and Halloween decorations, and it's just strange to visually see decor, but to not feel the weather that is associated with that decor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because part of me is like, part of me is, I'm out here. I'm like, wait, you guys know what snowmen are? Like you, like it's it's just very strange. Like if you see a decoration with a snowman. Like one of those blow-up snowmen or something. Right. It's just very yeah. weird. It's, I don't know how to explain it. You know? Right. Like if there was some – imagine if there was some national holiday, right, or or uh, or world holiday or whatever that is orchestrated towards something that's like – Tropical. Imagine having a major holiday, and in Glen Ellen, you have tropical decor to go with whatever holiday that is. It's just, it's just strange. It doesn't fit. It's just, it's very noticeable for me. We we had. Uh, I don't know if this is kind of what you're you're talking about. Uh, our church had a Christmas in July um, event where it was. We did something in our pilgrim hall and. It was, we had, we, we brought in sand, we brought in like a little, little pool kind of thing. And it was, it was so disconnected from what my experience was when it came to, like the, the word Christmas has very specific connotations, cold, snowy, snowmen, uh, holiday festivities, uh, like lights, all these different things. And Christmas in July, you have a Santa come in on a bunch of sand and it's like uh there's something there's a little what are we doing I'm here not, guys something's what are we not doing pro- here? <laughs> it's not processing uh, there there's uh, there's uh, a short circuit somewhere in my own <laughs> correlation but yeah right well santa claus in australia comes in on a surfboard and he's wearing shorts i've seen that and, uh, yes yeah, yeah i have seen that but it's very i don't know it's it's what's crazy is I was talking to some of my neighbors. One of them has been here for three years. The other one has been here for eight years. And I was telling them like it's so strange because I've only been here for oh, oh shit 
I've only been here for almost two years, but the longer I'm here, just Los Angeles continues to reveal itself to me. It's a very strange place out here. Re- it's very yeah. revelatory. It's a very interesting when you start to start to grasp the culture. And my uh, one of my neighbors, Dave, who's I think he's twenty four. Um, he was saying how like yeah, I'm I'm going to be moving at the end of the month. I'm going to Denver. I just feel like I I've just I've been here long enough. I kind of want to do. Um, these things and uh, make sure that your audio, your audio changed your your volume has differentiated so make sure that the recording is still and uh, right. uh, that's what I just noticed right it, now. yeah it, it went down what about now yes you're you're back to normal right now okay yes perfect yeah I don't know whatever uh so I was talking to my neighbor Dave, and he's like 24, and I was um, telling him – anyway, he was thinking of all these things. And myself and my other neighbor, Leticia, were like, dude, don't worry. You're like younger. Like you you can do whatever you want. Like it's cool. So it was weird because what I what we were telling him because we have – we're 32 and 34, and he's 24 – she was telling me, like, Victor, you've only been here two years. I've been here for eight years. Like, so it was just strange because I'm telling Dave, like, dude, like, life continues to reveal itself to you. And you become so much more proficient in how to navigate. And you just become so much more knowledgeable. But then she's telling me the same thing I'm telling Dave, but about being in California and, like, the L.A. culture. It's just, it's, it's a trip, man. It's a trip, definitely. But uh, do you have anything else? I do. I'll, I'll, I feel like there's a couple of things that are just uh, percolating in my mind from earlier today. I had a, a meeting with our PCC clergy, which is a conversation, I feel like, for another day because I could probably go on for about like 20 minutes on that. That's fine. So we're, all, we're all good. That works. So We can wrap it up here. Let's wrap it up. Let's, let's close this out. <laughs> wrapping it up with episode number 167 until next time until next time peace <laughs>